0: The Georgia Supreme Court recently reversed a Georgia Court of Appeals ruling to dismiss a class action that was filed against Georgia-based Athens Orthopedic Clinic. The clinic suffered a cyber attack in 2016, allegedly committed by hacking group The Dark Overlord, which reportedly offered at least some of the stolen data for sale on the dark web. I'm Marianne Kolbesuck-McGee, executive editor, at Information Security Media Group. And today I'm speaking about the significance of the recent Georgia Supreme Court ruling with technology attorney Stephen Tepler of the law firm Mandelbaum Salzburg PC. So, Stephen, among other things, in its ruling, the Georgia Supreme Court says the appeals court should have not dismissed plaintiffs' negligence claims against Athens at this stage of the litigation. What does that mean, and what's the significance about the Georgia Supreme Court ruling in the context of data breach litigation?
1: First, it's important to understand that on a motion to dismiss, The credible claims of a plaintiff are usually construed most in the plaintiff's favor. You know, there's been no discovery per se, there's no no testimony, et cetera, et cetera, but the idea is that at least at the motion to dismiss stage, the plaintiffs pled a credible cause of action for negligence, which is a duty breach and damage and injury. Here, what's interesting is the Georgia Supreme Court really looked at the imminence of damage, the the likelihood of damage rather than actual damage that occurred. But this was as a result of an actual data theft rather than a speculative event or what could be construed as a speculative event involving the loss or exfiltration or exposure of data.
0: So, Stephen, with that said, how does or doesn't this ruling fit in with other recent trends involving data breach class action lawsuits?
1: This decision falls in line with a more expansive view of what, of damage and standing for victims of data breach, okay? The, and here, this is medical information as well, so there is a heightened risk because of the richness of the information, the amount of information per victim that was disclosed. The defendants here, the defendants alleged negligence exposed the plaintiffs to risk of harm that was more likely to occur because the fact that the threat actor, the criminal who stole the information, was actually offering it for sale on the dark web. And so the light, you could more likely connect the dots between a sale of this information and an imminent identity compromise. Than, than the mere exposure of information, arguably.
0: So Stephen, as you mentioned in the Athens case, because some of the data was allegedly found on the dark web for sale, in general, if a plaintiff in a data breach case does discover their data on sale on the dark web, does this help his or her case in data breach litigation and why?
1: Well, it, it does. It does because it, it actually shows that the victim's information, someone's attempting to monetize that information and the likelihood of it being purchased or used is very, very much more heightened because you have you have proof that A this information is for sale or is available and the connecting the dots to say that it's much, much more likely that it will happen is is made much more clear.
0: And being that there are so many data breaches Are there any definitive ways that plaintiffs could prove that their data landed on the dark web because of this breach versus another breach? How much burden is there to sort of show where this data might have came from if it's on the dark web?
1: Typically, the source of the credit card or payment card information or PHI or PII is not necessarily uh, disclosed together with the offering on the dark web. Could be but it may not be. One of the better ways to determine that this might have happened is to monitor your own information, find out whether or not all of a sudden your information now appears on the dark web following a disclosed data breach, or to try to find out as quickly as possible whether or not, once you know that there's been a a data breach, whether or not your information does as if you're in the dark web, you can go to a site called Have I Been Pwned? Have I Been Pwned? You will be notified based on the email address in how many data breaches you've been involved as a victim.
0: So, Stephen, it's still fairly early in this case, but what are the top security lessons that you think other breached entities could learn from this Athens data breach court case as it proceeds?
1: As a healthcare provider, the clinic was obligated to follow HIPAA guidance and HIPAA rules that relate to confidentiality and, and accessibility and integrity. Um, apparently, according to the complaint, it did not. The idea that compliance is something that can be kind of addressed but not addressed in a really concerted fashion by an enterprise is a myth at this point and it's a fallacy because at this point it's not even so much data breaches, but the onset and the prevalence of ransomware that has been increasing both in, in size and in volume over the past couple of years makes it even more imperative for a healthcare organization or any organization for that matter that wants to keep on operating to take appropriate measures to Either comply with your associated rules, laws, or regulations, whether it's HIPAA or GLB or Part 500 in New York, or look to industry best practices to keep ahead of the try to keep ahead of the curve. I mean, you, no no security implementation will be perfect, but taking efforts and being cognizant and aware and trying to keep up and making sure everything's patched and taking the appropriate measures and educating and training employees all play a big hand in being able to make your enterprise defensible and maybe not impervious to but maybe resistant to uh, an attack like this
0: an attack like happened to Athens. And finally Stephen aside from this case any predictions for data breach litigation trends in 2020 any other cases that the healthcare sector should be keeping its eye on? I
1: think, Marianne, that there will be an increase, maybe not a huge increase in the amount of data breach cases brought, because I think there'll be an increased number of data breaches that will take place. I think really, though, that we should be looking at the effects, the cumulative effects of of ransomware at this point, because it is being used and targeted more and more at at enterprises whose operations would be severely impacted if they were hit by ransomware, but not only their operations, but their clients and customers. So in the healthcare field, also for any managed service provider. Managed service providers now are, are really low-hanging fruit for ransomware attacks. There's also a burgeoning data breach plus ransomware attack double whammy that is starting to be seen. I have not seen any in my practice yet. But where the information is first exfiltrated, you have a data breach that takes place, and then the data is locked up for ransom. These are uh, they're troubling. I don't see any decrease in the amount of attacks, particularly in light of you know, the political situation and even the international situation. Right now, as with what's happening in the Middle East, I think you might see an increase in the amount of attacks and breaches. So I think it'll be a a rocky 2020.
0: Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Tepler. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.